Today, we're diving deep into Florida sports betting roller coaster, unraveling the mystery behind the audacious 700K casino heist, and stepping up to the plate with Tropicana and the Oakland A's deal. Buckle up, cause it's gonna be a wild ride. So, Wynn Resorts is making some big moves. According to the recent article by Buck Wargo from the CDC Gaming Reports, Wynn is shutting down its online sports betting platform, WinBet, in eight states. That's right, eight. And they're even considering pulling out of New York and Michigan. Now, if you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia, you might wanna place your bets elsewhere. But hey, if you're in Nevada or Massachusetts, you're safe for now. Julie Cameron Doe, the CFO of Win Resorts, mentioned that they're redirecting their marketing money to other opportunities. She said, and I quote, in light of the continued requirement for outsized marketing spend, we believe that there are higher and better uses of capital deployment for Win Resorts shareholders. In simpler terms, they're looking for bigger fish to fry. And by fish, I mean opportunities in places like the UAE, New York City, and Macau. Now, this isn't a total shocker. Back in 2021, Wynn announced that they were pivoting away from what they saw as an excessive spending by sports betting competitors. Wall Street even gave them the nod of approval, especially after they reported losses that made last online shopping spree look like pocket change. On their recent earnings call, Wynn was all about Macau, Las Vegas, and the casino resort in the UAE. Digital strategy, not so much. But hey, they did report a revenue of 1.5 billion, which is well, a lot more than I have in my piggy bank. And while some analysts didn't even bat an eye at WinBet, Chad Bennon from Marquee Group did ask about it. CEO Craig Billings responded, I don't think we ever said it would be a break even in the fourth quarter. Cameron Doe added, sports betting is a tough business. So if you've ever dreamt of a billionaire giving a facelift to a casino, well, today's your lucky day. Because we've got the scoop on Tillman Fertitta's big plans for Hard Rock Lake Tahoe. Now, if you're wondering who Tillman Fertitta is, he's the guy who owns the Golden Nuggets and well, a lot of places. We're talking downtown Las Vegas, Laughlin, Louisiana, Atlantic City, Mississippi, and even Danville, Illinois. And if that wasn't enough, he's also converting a casino in Colorado. Oh, and did I mention he owns the Houston Rockets and Landry's restaurant group chain. Talk about diversing your portfolio. So what's the plan for the Hard Rock Lake Tahoe? Well, Fertitta's vision is to transform it into a pop gaming centric property with top notch amenities. And by transform, he means complete overhaul. The Nevada Gaming Control Board has given the green light for Fertitta's golden nugget to buy the Hard Rock Lake Tahoe. And soon it'll be rebranded as the Golden Nugget Lake Tahoe Hotel and Casino. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Fertitta's not just stopping at a name change. He's planning to revamp every single room. And when I say revamp, he means touching every square foot of the casino. He's also planning to increase the property's employee base by a whopping 30 to 40%. Fertitta mentioned they're not really in the gaming business. 
Talking about the current state of the property, he aims to turn it into a true operating casino, complete with his signature restaurants, and all of this magic is set to happen over the next 24 months. Board Chairman Kirk Hendrick seems pretty stoked about the Golden Nugget brand coming to Lake Tahoe. He said, Fertitta's application was processed in just a couple months. That's like the speed of light and bureaucratic terms. So, if you're in Lake Tahoe area in the next couple of years, keep an eye out for the shiny new Golden Nugget. And who knows, maybe you'll bump into Tillman Fertitta himself, counting his Golden Nuggets. Thanks for the intel on this one, Buck Wargo. So, if you've ever received a suspicious phone call, you're not alone. But imagine getting a phone call that convinces you to walk away with 700,000 from your workplace. Sounds like a movie plot, right? So picture this, a supervisor at Four Winds Casino gets a call, then casually walks away with a cool 700,000. Yup, you heard that right. And this isn't just any scam. The Nevada Gaming Control Board had already warned casinos about this sophisticated phone scam targeting of all people, casino cage employees. Derek Boss, a big shot in casino security, said this scam is like nothing he's seen in his 40 year career. The scammers use AI to mimic high level casino execs. And they're so convincing that they've got some employees delivering cash off site. Boss mentioned, there's probably an intimidation factor there. I mean, if my boss called and asked for money, I'd probably just hand over my lunch money and hope for the best. But here's where it gets wilder. Danica Nicole Young, a 38 year old cash cage supervisor, is one who allegedly walked away with 700K. She was later arrested in Indiana and claimed she handed the cash over to an unknown subject. The money still missing. And when she was given the chance to speak in court, she simply said, I'm sorry for what happened. This is my first charge, sir. Now, this isn't an isolated incident. There have been similar scams in Las Vegas and Denver. In one case, a casino employee thought they were making an emergency payment to the fire department. Over a million dollars. Boss, our casino security expert, believes these workers were more victims than villains. He said it could happen to any of us. And he's right. The scammers are so good they usually strike during the graveyard shift where there's less supervision. So maybe the next time your phone rings with an unknown number, maybe think twice before answering. And if they ask for 700,000, maybe just hang up. So, while many of us are eagerly waiting for the MLB to make its grand entrance in Vegas by 2028, it seems Ballycorp, the operator of Tropicana Casino, is, well, taking a leisurely seventh inning stretch. Here's the deal. Bally's doesn't own the Tropicana land. They lease it. So, the whole process of bringing the Oakland A's to Vegas is like a game of hot potato with multiple players. We've got the A's, Major League Baseball, Bally's, and gaming and leisure properties, the actual landowners. And let's not forget the state, which is generously tossing 380 million for the project. GLPI, the landowner, seems to be on a roll, hinting that the design for the 1.5 billion, 30,000 seat stadium is moving faster than a fastball. But Bally's, they're waiting for the MLB to give the green light, which might not happen until the end of the year. But don't think Bally's is just sitting around here. They've got their hands full. They're set to build Chicago's casino resort and are launching iGaming in Rhode Island. Busy bees, aren't they?
Meanwhile, MGM, which is right across the street from the Tropicana, is already brainstorming ways to capitalize on the baseball buzz. They're no strangers to sports, with the Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena and the Las Vegas Acres at Mandalay Bay. Brendan Bussman, a gaming industry analyst, believes MGM will be the first to benefit from this baseball fever. He said, even though the A Stadium will be across the street, MGM will be open to the inventory one day. So, while we're waiting for Bally's new facilities, MGM might already be hitting home runs. Busman has been rooting for the MLB in Southern Nevada for 15 years. He believes that despite the challenges, when the first pitch is thrown, it's going to be a grand slam for Vegas. But he also warns Bally's and the A's, saying they don't have much room for error. No pressure, right? In his words, I'm hoping it's a home run when they step up to the plate. And so do we, Brendan. So do we. So, online sports gaming in Florida? Still on the bench. Westlegger Associates, a South Florida company, is throwing a Hail Mary to stop a compact with the Seminole Tribe. They've just filed for a rehearing in a federal appeals case. Talk about a plot twist. Now, here's a flashback last year. The Seminole Tribe got the green light to enter the compact with Florida. The catch? Online gaming is all good, as long as servers from the sports betting are on tribal land. Sounds simple, right? But wait, Westlager Associates is throwing a flag on the play. Their argument is the deal breaks the rules of the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act. But in June, the appeals court said no foul. Now Westlager is calling for a review, saying the ruling is invalid and could cause confusion. Well, for those of us who aren't legal eagles, an in-bank hearing is like asking the whole team, not just a few players, to review the play. But getting the full court to grant a rehearing? That's rarer than a unicorn riding a dolphin. Daniel Wallach, a gaming law guru, thinks Westflagger might even shoot for the stars and take this case to the US Supreme Court. He mentioned, this decision can alter the balance of power and impact tribes and non-tribal gaming operations in virtually every state. Big words, big implications. So, when can Floridanians place their bets on their favorite teams? Wallach says, don't hold your breath. We might be waiting until 2024. So, sports betting enthusiasts, keep those apps on standby, and maybe, just maybe, Florida will join the game. Until then, place your bets on how this legal saga will unfold. Today, I'm thrilled to be sitting down with Deborah, the gaming division lead, and McCoon, the co-founder and CEO of Regology. We'll be diving deep into the world of gaming regulations, the transformative role of AI, and how tools like Reg Intel are reshaping the industry. From understanding the intricacies of regulatory compliance to predicting the future of gaming with AI, this is one conversation you won't want to miss. Deborah McCoon, welcome to the CDC Gaming Show. Thanks, Casey. We're excited to be okay. here. It's a pleasure to have you. This is our first two-person interview panel, so congratulations on being the first. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Great. Deborah, let's uh, let's get started in this. You're obviously the gaming division lead at Regology. How did you uh, get involved in this project? Okay, so um, I um, am involved in this project um, because of my legal background, um, and I'm primarily have a master's degree as a law librarian, um, but I also have a database management certificate. Um, and so there are 
are uh, several of us um, that are in the legal research department, and we're heavily involved in prompt engineering. Um, you know, giving giving the system um, prompts, and then we're testing the Rig Intel product. And so we're primarily responsible for determining if those responses and resources um, that are provided are accurate from a legal perspective. Um, so the goal of the product is to offer compliance professionals access to a primary source of information for laws and regulations. And it's built on top of our database with millions of laws. So um, when someone signs up for Regentel, they will automatically get access to primarily just the U.S. laws um, as a free service, um, but it doesn't just pertain to um, the gaming industry. It pertains to financial services and anything like that. So it's a one-stop shop research tool. Oh, that's awesome, and I appreciate the explanation there. Mukun, as the co-founder and CEO of Regology, you know, what inspires you to delve into the gaming industry, particularly in regulatory compliance? Well, Casey, um, a few years, up until a few years back, our focus and my background was all around financial services. And um, at one point, I was speaking with the chief compliance officer of one of the leading gaming operators. And uh, it was very evident that the issues that the gaming industry was facing are very similar to other industries, especially the financial services industry with so much evolution in the legal landscape happening um, pretty much all the time these days. So um, Regology was a right fit for that. And uh, we pretty much took the solution set the way it would be used for financial services. And um, that platform was introduced into the gaming companies uh, compliance function. And uh, we see that there is this huge gap in um, the way compliance is addressed and technologies exist. There's a lot that's being done manually. So uh, we're excited to be helping this industry. Yeah, so it seems like you've been using AI to eliminate, eliminate some of that manual labor, specifically with Reg Intel. And obviously it simplifies the complex of the legal requirements that, that come with the gaming industry. Can you explain how it does that and how it simplifies it for the, the end user? Sure, absolutely. So with Regental, think of uh, ChatGPT, but improved for the legal and compliance function, where there is a citation made available for every summary. And there's a lot more within compliance that can be done with creation of a policy or creation of controls to mitigate the risk of violating a given law. When you think of what happened before Regentel, a compliance professional would spend hours upon hours searching for laws, understanding the specific law that's relevant for them, and then on an ongoing basis, staying up to date on changes that come about with the law. But with Regentel, they can leave all of that mundane work for AI to complete and simply review the summaries know with confidence that this is backed by a certain citation from the law and go about their work. Very interesting. Deborah, you know, from your perspective, I know Mukun touched a little bit about what are some of the challenging aspects, but from a gaming regulation uh, lead, you know, can you address some of the issues AI will solve? 
with Reg Intel? Yes, um, I've spent over almost two years um, just reading laws every day, curating the gaming library for our company, and um, and also working with um, two major sports betting companies. So I believe that the most challenging aspect of gaming regulations is avoiding sanctions and penalties with government agencies that are carefully watching all of the gambling-related businesses. So this challenge poses a direct consequence if a compliance team is not able to keep up with the complexity and the constant changes regarding those regulations. So building a successful compliance program is the key to that. And this involves not only following hundreds of laws and regulations within multiple jurisdictions, but also figuring out the requirement, this requirements, the sanctions and the penalties of these laws. And like McCune said, um, you know, a lot of people are still using spreadsheets and it becomes an overwhelming task to keep up with all of these laws without some sort of AI. Um, so Regentel can be used as an assistant um, in reducing the number of hours spent reading and identifying the risk and controls and it cannot easily summarize and break down a law into the requirements um, for important topics like internal control standards or licensing that have been traditionally very easy to the gaming industry. Ah, that, that, that's great. Well, McCoon, how does the software stay up to date and ensure that it's evolving with the gaming laws and regulations? Yep, that's a great question, Casey. So with... Uh, Regentel, um, it's leveraging the Regology underlying infrastructure. And uh, Regology has spent the last six years mastering the science and art of keeping laws and regulations up to date, tracking everything from bills associated with a specific law to the downstream regulation and the entire framework, essentially. And Regentel relies on this information uh, to bring the right information to the users at the right time. Now, while this does not replace a lawyer, it actually simplifies the legal confusion a significant amount when um, a user at any level of uh, um, understanding of the law is relying on Regentap. Can you provide a real-world example about Reg Intel and how it's assisted a gaming company or a professional in the regulatory compliance sector? And I'm sure I can answer that question um, since I usually work with clients after they've signed on. Um, I'm in the back, the back flow, um, you know, helping them with customer service. So the, I the wizard the, behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> um, so. As I mentioned earlier before, when we were talking about the challenging aspects of the gaming industry, um, we, Regology was recently able to assist one of our clients that operates in the sports betting space. Um, their compliance team was able to use the legal citations that we uploaded into their pre-curated law library and directly put those citations into Regentel and by using the system as an aid, they identified risk and controls, the penalties and the sanctions for each of these laws. 
So the compliance team saved countless hours of time searching for information because Rig and Tell, you can actually just directly ask it, can you give me, you know, an, an exemption? Could you give me the requirements? Can you give me, um, you know, a risk? Can you create a risk? Um, so they were able to map these risks and controls within our system and assign these to various teams for compliance monitoring. And when it came time to the end of the year review, this gaming business was able to print out all their risk and controls with detailed compliance documentation. And they were able to show that to um, the regulators. That is very impressive. Uh, Mukun. How do you envision Reg Intel supporting gaming innovation while still ensuring compliance? Yeah, the gaming industry, as we all see, is evolving every day. There's so much going on with new products being introduced. But at the same time, there's a lot of cost pressure on the operators. And the only way to address both is to ensure that there's ongoing compliance and that compliance component is being addressed more in an automated fashion with the latest technologies. And the operators who adopt technologies like Reg Intel will be able to maneuver through these changes and introduce new products, enter new markets much faster and do so at a significantly lower cost. And while keeping the regulators happy about how they're going about doing it. Deborah, with the rise of AI tools like Reg Intel, you know, how do you see the relationship between gaming companies and regulatory bodies evolving? So I see the relationship between the two of these um, as an ever-changing relationship because of the frequent changes in laws and the importance of getting information to these businesses as quickly as possible. So the regulators are increasingly um, being demanding and asking from the industry players to use technology to meet their obligations. So having a solution like Regology and Reg Intel helps prove the sophistication of a compliance program, and it's simple to produce reports for regulators asking for documentation, like I was saying earlier, during their reviews and examinations. What are some predictions, not too sure if you're keen on them, but for the next five years in terms of AI, how does AI grow in the role in the gaming industry? Sure, let me look into my crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, you know. Predictions we, are tough. It, exactly, predictions are tough. But look, we are in the era now of ChatGPT and the concept behind it, which is generative AI. And when you look at generative AI, this concept in the next five years for sure will become ubiquitous with the player experience from um, from the front end to the back end. So enhancing that experience, um, improving responsible gaming efforts with improved apps and coaching apps, et cetera, uh, fraud identification, all the way out to back end functions. These will all be able to leverage the science behind generative AI to give in-time responses and in-time alerts to the right folks, um, be it a player as they're placing their bets uh, or a back-end person when there's a new regulation or there is a fraud alert that's coming up. And uh, I think it'll become uh, an everyday thing, just like 
cell phones and smartphones are now everyday thing for us. Similarly, AI and generative AI specifically will become an everyday thing, part of our lives. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, Reg Intel is going to be all over that evolution. And, you know, this could be a question for both of you, but how does Reg Intel maintain transparency, fairness, and, you know, the understanding of the end user all while these regulations are ever evolving? Casey, that's a deep question. <laughs> it's something that AI and everyone involved with it are trying to figure out as we speak. Right? But the fundamental behind it is, uh, fundamental concept behind it is that so long as you are able to tie responses that are generated by AI back to a credible source, to a credible citation, you remove the risk of generative AI creating answers out of thin air. It actually is backed by a specific item. So with Reg and Dell specifically, we're always providing the law citations, as I mentioned. And that law citation comes from our underlying infrastructure. So everything is ticked and tied through that process with a lot of automation. And um, so that allows for your question around transparency and fairness. Um, furthermore, we have our user content and the user data separated from our AI models. And this segregation separation allows for a, another level of uh, data privacy as well as it pertains to what the AI model is learning versus what you are working on within your environment. So Mukun, from a user standpoint, how is data privacy affected with Reg Intel and how can users that work with Reg Intel ensure that you're doing the best in keeping their data private? Sure, Casey. So with Reg Intel, as I mentioned, it's built on the Regology infrastructure, which is already secure and used by very large corporations. And that level of data security is brought into Reg Intel as well for an individual user that is logging in for free. Now, all the data that comes in from a user within Reg Intel is segregated from our AI models and thereby the AI model and what it is learning is not aware of the questions that a user may be asking. Uh, besides the fact that someone has asked this question. So there is that layer of privacy that is brought about, uh, not only between different users, but also between the user and the AI model. Ah, very interesting. Now, for those interested in trying Reg Intel, you know, what's the best way they can get started? And initially getting started, what can they expect? You can go to regintel.ai um, or you can search for Regology, um, regology.com, and there is a link um, that goes to the Regintel platform, or you can Google Regintel. Awesome. Well, Deborah Mukund, we really appreciate you being on the CDC Gaming Show today. And to leave our audience with some final thoughts or messages, uh, can either of you share what you have in store for the future of gaming regulation in terms of AI for Reg Intel? Any 
product updates, future releases, anything to show at G2E? Um, so the future of gaming regulation promises um, to be dynamic and innovative. So with AI playing a big role, as gaming evolves, um, the mechanisms that ensure fair play, safety, and equitable experiences for gaming participants are going to become more and more important, such as privacy, like we were just talking about. Um, so embracing AI um, helps customers or businesses to enhance their ability to detect and mitigate compliance risks in a large volume um, and improving the industry, industry standards for everyone involved. So, um, you know, we're, we're planning to um, just, you know, continue to improve the product and our focus is on client satisfaction. And um, one of the things that makes a big difference with us is um, sort of like you said, the wizard behind the scenes that is always there checking, um, you know, and we have a, a robust legal department that is uh, very interested in making sure that we remain professional. Yeah, it certainly doesn't work without the person behind the curtain. I've been that person before. Uh, I was uh, I was originally a database guy for a gaming capital group as after my internship. So I know all yeah. about being behind a computer all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mukund, Deborah, again, thank you for supporting the CDC <laughs> Gaming Show. Thank you for talking to us about Regology and Reg Intel, and we appreciate it. Yep. Casey, thank you thank for you. having us on the CDC Gaming Show. And there you have it, folks. I'm Casey Gonzalez, reminding you that in the high-stakes world of sports betting, the real action isn't just on the scoreboard. So play smart, bet wisely, and until the next rendezvous, may fortune always be on your side.